Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, good morning. 2015 is upon us. Don't sound so excited about it. You guys glad to be here today? Are you guys glad to be here today? You guys glad to be here today? It's uh, so 2015. It is here. It is upon us. I'm excited about this year and the challenges that, uh, the opportunities, should we say, uh, that we have uh, before us Uh, this year. I think our theme this year, and this just kind of kind of worked over me the last couple of days. I think our theme this year at North Point is going to be invest. The idea that, uh, think about it, God, God has invested in us. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, gave us his son, right? I mean, do you want anything else? Uh, but it, it even goes beyond that though, right? Like, because we believe that he guides us. That he provides for us, that he continues to bless us, he watches over us, right? He teaches us. Um, and so, obviously, God has invested in us. And so this year, this year, I really believe that I want the theme for this year to be invest. I want all of us to invest in God as much as we possibly can. That's obvious. Invest in God and what God is doing. I want us to be more invested in North Point and what God is doing through North Point here in this community. I want us to be more invested in our families, maybe than we have been in the past. More invested in our children. More invested in our spouses. I want us to be more invested in our work, believe it or not. There's a lot we do in work that is worship that we don't realize So I think this year, overall, I want us to be more invested in who we are as disciples. Be more invested in God and what God is doing. More invested in our families and our spouses and our relationships with other people. More invested in the things that we set out to do and to accomplish so that we ourselves, as we walk on this journey and draw closer to God, we Allow the light to shine through us. That's what happens, I believe, when we invest all of ourselves into what it means to be a disciple. So, yeah, I think this year, invest. Invest. And so, this month we're going to start off. It's going to be kind of a unique little month. We're going to start off with the idea of core values. I'm going to explain to you how all this came about a little bit later on. We all value something. And if you're new here, if you're visiting with us and you live somewhere else, this is going to be beneficial to you. If you're looking for a church home, this is going to be great. This is a unique opportunity for you because you're going to 
you just came in at the right time. You're going to learn a few things about North Point, about who we are, about what we represent and who we represent. And so uh, this is kind of like a crash course maybe. We all value something. We all have values. And values are important because whether we realize it or not, our values determine our thinking. They determine our actions. In fact, our values will determine how we live our lives. For instance, I value my wife. As a result of that, I treat my wife the way that she is supposed to be treated. At least I try. I love my wife. I dedicate myself to my wife. I dedicate a lot of thoughts, a lot of actions towards my wife. I treat her, I strive to treat her as God would have me to treat her because I value her. My wife knows that I love her even if I don't say I love you, right? Okay. <laughs> Got to make sure, right? You don't check these things out ahead of time. I don't know what I would have done if she just said no. <laughs> I would have said, all right, let's repent and move on. Okay, so I value my wife. Therefore, there are certain things that I do that you'll see demonstrated to me in my thoughts and my actions that demonstrate this idea that she is valuable to me. I value my family. I, I value my family so much that I want to protect them. I want to provide for them. I want to be there for them through the good and through the bad. My family is going to know that I love them even though I don't necessarily or if I don't say that I love you. They're going to know that I value them because I'm going to be there for them. So as a result of me valuing my wife and my family, there are certain things that I do in my life because of that. And these things that, see, me loving my spouse and, and my family, it's not a chore. It's not a job for me. It's not a burden. <laughs> I value them. This is what I want to do. It comes natural, a lot of these things, because they're very valuable to me. Very valuable to me. In fact, we all value something, right? You may, you may value money, and so you look at how you treat money. You may value your work. You may value working with your hands. You may value sports, uh, sports team, you, whatever it is, whether it's your home or your vehicle or if it's a relationship with someone else, with an organization. Your values will determine how you live your life. And because that is the case, we strive to instill certain values into our children. Do we not? Because we know that these values will determine how they live their lives. That's why values are important. Well, here's the deal. While you have values as an individual person, whether you realize it or not, North Point as an organization, organism, I don't know, we're going to debate over these words, as a congregation of people, collective people, minds coming together, we have some core values here at North Point. Now, before we get into explaining these things and how they came about, there's some stuff that you need to understand, okay, about the idea of having core values and why this is even important. Because you may be looking at me thinking, why do I need to hear this? What's the point of this? How is this going to benefit me? How is this going to help me at all? Well, just hold on to your seats and you'll find out. Four keys here that you need to understand 
about core values. Number one, every person, organization, congregation has core values, whether we realize it or whether they identify them or not. We here at North Point have chosen to identify what our core values are. So you do value something. You do have core values. And if you want to know what they are, all you have to do is look at what you spend most of your money on, look at what you spend most of your time on, look at what consumes your thoughts, look at the actions, the behaviors that consume your every day. They will tell you what your core values are. Well, here at North Point, we have core values that we have decided to identify for our benefit and for yours, and I'm telling you, it would be very beneficial to you as well if you would identify what your core values are as an individual and even as a family, if you're parents with children or even couples, okay? Number two, core values are not descriptions but guiding principles that dictate behavior or action. Did you get that? Core values are not descriptions but guiding principles. Okay, that dictate behavior or action. Number three, identifying core values can help, in the case of North Point, can help people know what we are about. Okay, core values can help people know what we are about. Now, at an individual level, if you identify what your core values are, they will help you understand who you are and what you really are about. See, because sometimes we think we're about one thing. But our actions and our thinking dictate another. And so it would be really beneficial for you to identify what your core values are. But not only that, core values can help us determine if we are on the right path in fulfilling our mission here at North Point. And they can help you determine whether or not you are on the right path and doing and becoming the person that God would have you to be. With all that being said, a core value is only a true core value if it has an active influence and if we manage to live by it. And I would add, at least most of the time, because we're human, right? And we do make mistakes, and we do change, and we do grow. And sometimes our values have to change based on where we are on our journey, based on the things that we learn. But here's the deal. You can say that something is your core value, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that it is. You can say that you value something, but it doesn't mean that you really do. I say this a lot. You may have the right answer, right? But is it really your answer? Is it really who you are? Do you really believe that? You may say that you value spiritual growth, which is one of our core values. You may say that you value that. But as you look back into your life, as you look back to where you are now, just based on maybe one year ago, does that dictate the fact that you do value spiritual growth? And so, a core value is only a true core value if it actually has some sort of influence, an active influence over us, and if we actually manage to live by it. So, I'm going to present to you what our core values are, four core values, over the next month. These four core values are going to be things that are going to help us accomplish our mission. 
Remember we talked about this idea of mission and vision a couple weeks ago? Let me remind you. My approach is a bit different. We focus so much on vision, and we strive and we work hard to try to make this vision happen and become a reality. But the reality is we don't know how to make that happen. We've got to allow that to happen. Core values, however, will help us or help us fulfill our mission. And we know what the mission is. Here we have chosen to, we have chosen to put it in these words. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself and make a sacrifice. We simplify it. To be deeply loved, to love deep God deeply, to love others, and make disciples. That's what our mission is here. That's what every disciples mission is here. This is, this is the way that we've chosen to work. To love God deeply, to love others, and to make disciples. That's what this is about. And our core values are going to help us accomplish this mission. Okay? So, what are our core values? Growing, connecting, serving, and reaching. Remember, these don't necessarily, remember, we go back to one of our key notes here. They're not descriptions, but guiding principles that dictate our behavior here. We value growing, spiritual growth, connecting, community, being a church family, living life together. We value serving, that serving in general, just serving, helping people, helping the community, helping one another, serving, being servants, washing the feet of others. And we also value reaching, reaching. That is, reaching out to those who don't know Christ, reaching out to those who don't have a relationship with God, reaching out to those who are lost and wandering around blinded in darkness, as the scripture says describes it. We value those things. Now today, or should I say, as the year progresses, we're going to unpack these a little bit more. This month is just kind of an introduction to these things. Today, I want to introduce you to number one. We here at North Point value spiritual growth. Now, before we go any further, you probably want to know who came up with these, right? Is that Something you did? No, actually, it's not. Um, well, I guess I kind of did. But let me explain to you what happened here. So as North Point was developed and growing, you were, if you were here from the beginning, you sat through a lot of, how do you put it nicely, meetings, right? A lot of conferences, a lot of different things, a lot of work, a lot of talking, a lot of things written down. We even went through some of this stuff after I came through, so I kind of went some of, through some of it with you. But you went through hours and hours and hours of the painstaking, you know, work of trying to define and organize and explain and see what this is going to be all about, what's the focus, those sorts of things. The vision, right, and the mission and, and all those things that you're supposed to do, they say. So. After coming to the conclusions about what your vision was and what the mission was, where do we go from there? Well, let's just be honest. A lot, of, a lot of times you don't know where to go. And while there's a bunch of great things going on, there just seems to be sometimes a, very, a disconnect. Disconnect. And so with my efforts in trying to understand, because I was not here, and understanding how you came about with your vision and your mission. And the mission was a given. It's obvious. I can tell you the mission before you even told me you had a mission statement. 
I had all the work that you did laid before me. And I was so excited to get into it. That was a joke. I worked really, really hard for the first year and a half, two years, trying to figure out where all this came about. How? Where were you coming from? Just trying to explain things that for some reason I couldn't find answers to. So one day I sat down for hours and I looked through all of this information that I had seen previously. And I said, well, what, are, what, are, what, are, what are people saying here? Well, certain things started jumping out at me. And it became very obvious that there were certain specific things that those who were, those who were a part of starting North Point, they valued. And as those things started coming out, I saw four main ones. And these four main core values, anything that we do, Anything that you could say that you value or is important will fall under one of these four. What I found very interesting is that there were a lot of things that we said that we valued. And there were two or three that we do really well. But there was one or two that maybe we didn't do all that well. I thought, well, something's missing here. And what's missing here, I believe, is the fact that people aren't aware of what we are really about. What we really do value. Why we are here and why we do what we do. And so I thought it would be good, after presenting these, or after coming up with these or compiling all your information together, to demonstrate, to show you what your core values are. Now I say your core values because I wasn't here through the process. But I'll tell you this, I agree with these core values. And so these core values are mine as well. So when it comes to North Point and what we are about and who we are and accomplishing our mission, I'm telling you that these core four, four values, which already are here, but we just haven't defined them. We just haven't painted a picture of them, what they look like. We haven't identified them, which I think will help us. These things are things that we are doing. But I think they'll help us get a more defined and precise picture, okay, of what's going on and how everything is connected. And then we'll also be able to see, are we really on the right path here? Because as I said, as I looked at some of these, I thought, well, we did good this and this and this, but not so well here. That's good to know. That's good to know. And so, that being said, over the next month, let me just introduce you to these core values. And today, I want us to talk about the core value of growing. It became, became very evident to me that one of the main concerns of people, one of the main uh, emphasis that people had is they were, they valued spiritual growth. We're talking about spiritual maturity here. We're talking about taking people from one place and helping them walk along the path to another. And it wasn't just that, but it was meeting people where they are, which is a challenge. That's hard to do. It's a whole lot easier sometimes to, to go to a church where everybody thinks exactly like you've been a part of those, haven't you? This is a challenge. It is a challenge to approach things this way. Because you're not necessarily approaching things trying to get people to be where you are, like as if you are at the final end. Like you've crossed the finish line. No, 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 no. You're trying to help people where they are while you yourself continue to grow. That's a challenge. Because you still don't know it all, how, how, how be it. You've been some places. And you can help people along the way. And so our approach here is to meet people where they are. Because we believe that everyone is on a journey. And we want to meet people at where they are, wherever it is on their journey. Whether they think Jesus is a cool guy, but they're not sure about this whole church stuff, right? 
or whether, whether they, they like the stories and the scripture, but they're not so much sure about being a disciple. Or maybe, 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 maybe they consider themselves Christians, but it's by the modern day standard of what a Christian is. Not being a fully dedicated and committed person to living their life after the way Jesus lived his life. Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe they think that they are dedicated Christians, but they just haven't found their place. They haven't found uh, what their talents are, their abilities, and how they can utilize the gifts that God has given them to their full potential. Wherever it is that anyone is on their journey, our goal is to meet them where they are. You could be a non-believer, and you'll be okay coming in here. That's the goal. I mean, you're okay with a Cajun coming through, so what's the difference, right? <laughs> so, we believe everyone's on a journey. And we want to meet everyone where they are. It doesn't matter who they are. Their chosen lifestyle, none of that matters. We're going to meet you where you are and help you come into a relationship with Christ and develop that relationship into a fully blown, mature person who could do the same thing. Meet other people where they are, take them along the way, all at the same time. So, because that is our approach, we, we, we take Ephesians chapter 4 very seriously. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 16, these are passages last year that we talked about a whole lot. We mentioned these over and over and over again. And it wasn't because we didn't have other sections of Scripture that we could talk about. No, that wasn't. The point was because these, this section of Scripture is really important and really helps us based on where we are here as a church home family, as a church community. And so let me remind you of some of the things that are mentioned here within these passages. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 11. Again, we take these very seriously. Paul says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Which is you. Which is me. We're all individual members, a part of the body. Now, in the past, I think the approach has often been, not necessarily here, but the approach has often been, yeah, you, you have a pastor, you have a teacher, you have your elders, you have whoever it is, your leadership, they basically, well, they be Christians for you. They basically do the work of the church. And you come, and it's a place, they provide a place where you can come, and you can attend, and punch your time card, and you can say, God, let me into heaven, because I was on church on Sunday morning. We went so far as to debate as to whether or not you had to go Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. Right? So, but our approach here is completely different. And now, if that's the way that you approach church, I'm telling you, you're going to have a whole new experience here. Because we approach it this way. Our staff, our shepherds, we're all here to equip you. Which means that, number one, we're supposed to be qualified to do this stuff, right? It means that we, we do this as well. But we equip you to do what? Notice what he says. To do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now, in order to do that, it takes some growing, doesn't it? It takes some maturing. It takes not just being in one spot. But progressing down the path as you learn and as you come closer to Christ. Then he says this. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Again, the idea of growing 
measuring, he says, up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And it's really interesting in the Greek, there's a word picture here that represents us growing up, as it were, collectively, at some point, growing to the point to where we, 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 we look like Christ. There's a picture of us being Christ. We have grown up to be Christ as Christ's body. We come to the full stature of what it means to be Christ-like. Then he says this. He says, after he says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth, right? He says, no, instead, we will speak the truth in love. Then he says, growing in every, in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And I, lo I love this picture. As each part does its own special work, notice what happens. It helps the other parts grow. Did you get that? As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And so, yeah, that means while, while, while you're doing what you do, it does have an influence on someone else. As they see you doing, fulfilling your role, being a disciple, being a part of the body and working and being invested in the body of Christ. It helps other people. It has an influence over others. And as a result, they themselves grow. We all play a part. And I love the language he uses because he says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. He does, not us. I'm telling you. And I've said this before. And sometimes I think I may say too much, I vomit at the mouth. But that's just my nature, so you just go with it, right? I've been in ministry for, for a while now. And knowing what I know, there are times when I've looked at the church and I've said, there's no way this isn't a God thing. Because if it was up to men, this would not exist. And that's, that's the reality. When you bring a bunch of different people together, especially when they don't all think alike, they come from various backgrounds, there's no way, no way, no way things will fit perfectly together if we try and force them. I like it, this language he uses. He, speaking of Jesus, makes the whole body fit together Perfectly. He does. Not us. And he, then he says, and as each part, as he's fitting it together, as each part does its work, what's happening? It's helping each other, every other part, grow and mature. And so here's the picture. As the body of Christ, as a part of the church, we have an influence on one another. And as we ourselves, yes, it's... I think sometimes we try to individualize this too much. Well, it's just about me and God. Uh, yeah, but um, you also have an influence on other people. And everyone else sees what's happening as well. Did you read that passage? I didn't say it. He did. He did. Each part, while each part does its work, it helps the others grow and mature. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's the way this is supposed to work. And so, question. Somebody got ESP in their nose. Can you believe that? 
get Dallas game ain't start yet. Y'all, y'all can just chill. <laughs> We're on a roll here. You done. Oh. So with that in mind, think about where you were last year when the Dallas Cowboys were not in the playoffs. That's the beautiful thing about this, right? Think about where you were last year. Have you grown in your faith? We'll watch with this little video. Good morning, Reagan. Good morning. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, Johanna. Good morning, Johnny. People are always asking me why. Why do the same thing every year? Why not move on? And I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Johnny? Present. I'm comfortable. I know the routine. And I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty popular around here. I do really well in sports. Well, I'm just very successful here. Why would I go and mess that up by graduating? I mean, in the first grade, I may not know all the answers. D, D, dog. E. The hours are longer. I hear they don't even have nap time. I mean, I just don't see the upside. Then first grade leads to second grade, second to third. Then you're in high school reading boring books with no pictures. Three, four, five. But he was still hungry. Next thing you know, people expect you to get a job and give up summer vacation. <laughs> no, sir. I think I found my niche. Thank you very much. Home sweet kindergarten. Besides, I mean, what if I failed first grade? How humiliating would that be? Nope, just don't think I could handle that kind of embarrassment. And sometimes better watch you. That was not a good choice. Very disappointed. It's a very valid question, isn't it? Have you grown in your faith? Is your faith still in kindergarten? And so here at North Point, we value spiritual growth. Now, Obviously, we offer various opportunities for this to happen, but the first thing that I have to tell you is that if you're relying specifically and only upon these particular opportunities that are presented, it's not enough. It's not enough. Spiritual growth is mainly going to happen, and this I know from experience, from your own personal time that you spend with God. Now, you could spend every Sunday at a, at a church service. You can attend every Bible class, every small group opportunity. You can be a part of various ministries, and all those things will help, no doubt. But the majority and the biggest growth that you will experience will come from your own personal time that you spend with God. Nothing else is going to meet that. Nothing else is going to match that. Nothing. Nothing. And I know that this, that's probably, that may be an uncomfortable thing for you. 
Maybe you're not accustomed to that or used to that. You know what? We all go through uncomfortable things. And sometimes through the awkwardness, we just need to do it. And it may be so awkward to us, but that's okay. Because at some point, it won't be. It'll just be the norm. So know this, that the majority of your growth is going to come through your own personal time. And uh, obviously there are tons of resources. Um, you know, we, we are, we are going to be working on this year to try and develop or collect various resources that are going to help you where you are to help with your needs wherever they may be. Now, I don't know what that is, whether it's relational issues, whether it's marital issues, whether it's whether you, you have porn addictions, whether you're addicted to a substance that you, you're ready to, to kick that habit, whatever, whatever it may be. Whether, whether you, you, you feel like you know, you're a person who's very selfish, maybe very greedy, whatever it is, whatever it is. You need to remember this. Not all values are positive. Okay? Not all core values are positive. Some people are driven by selfishness or selfish interest and greed. And if those things determine how you live your life, they have become core values, which is why it's important that you figure out what are your core values. What are those priorities you have in your own life? So not all core values are positive. Some of them are very, very negative. And they are core values if they determine how we live our lives. And so we want to help provide you with resources to help you in your own personal time deal with whatever issues, overcome whatever it is, where you are on your journey. And so keep that in mind. Majority of your growth is going to come from your own personal time. Now obviously every time we assemble on a Sunday, it's an opportunity for, for growth. We have... We have our Bible classes. We just started another one here in the hospitality room. Um, and hopefully that will be an ongoing thing where we continue to provide uh, smaller classes that will help deal with some of the needs where, that you might have based on where you are. And as we grow and as you know, we, we, if we are able to develop more classroom space, we'll have more opportunities for small groups like that, which will uh, obviously uh, give more resources into your own lap. So... Uh, we also have our small groups. We do have small groups we call point groups. If you're interested in becoming a, a, a part of a small group or you want to lead one, whatever it is, uh, just let me know. And uh, I will I'll walk, I'll walk with you. I'll hold your hand the whole way. Um, we have other opportunities. We have a moms to moms. I may miss some of these, and so I apologize if I do. Uh, we have moms to moms, which is a great, a great thing we have that was started and is continuing on. Uh, during the week, uh, once a month, we have a ladies' class that meets. We even have ladies who sew and do different things. It's really neat, good fellowship, good time for them to be together. Uh, and we're also looking to further develop a ladies' ministry and a men's ministry. Um, and we're looking at those things this year uh, as well. And so those are obviously other opportunities that you'll have. Um, but also remember this, growth doesn't just happen in the classroom or during times of study. It also happens when we connect with one another in meaningful relationships, which takes us to our next core value, which is connectedness. But you'll have to come back next Sunday for that one. Let's pray. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.